All right. What is going on, everybody? This is the Cloud9 Podcast, Season 4, Episode 15. Uh, Mr. Sean will be joining in a little bit, and then we will have a thorough, long discussion about the 2022 League of Legends World Championship. Uh, North America definitely uh, doing so bad right now. There is so much to talk about right now when we are talking about uh league of legends competitively between the lcs lec lpl and lck we also have some really insane spicy 2022 off-season news that i will be covering in a succession of news videos actually so that is going to actually happen for you guys i'll be explaining all of that stuff you know uh, as the show goes on, but I want to make sure I tackle, you know, all of the groups between, uh, you know, group A, group B, group C, group D. Then we are going to end up, you know, previewing the 2022 League of Legends World Championship quarterfinal matches, which are going to begin tomorrow at 2 p.m. PST. So let's go over that stuff in just a minute. But I want to make sure that uh, we have this ready. Okay, so we're going to end up talking about Group A first. There's actually a lot of off-season news, actually. So what's going to end up happening is I will actually, you know, end up giving you guys a, um, you know, lineup of news videos where I am going to be delivering all of the news to you. So on my main YouTube channel, I actually will end up, you know, uh, doing that because it's going to be the best way to, you know, get all the news out to you guys in a timely fashion. So on my main YouTube channel, I actually do a segment on there called Entertainment News, which is a segment where I literally talk about three news topics in one video rather than just spamming you with three uh, or four different, like, eight to ten minute videos i can just do them all at once actually so with that being said that's what i'm going to end up doing uh for you guys because right now uh when worlds is going on we also have to factor in other teams are gearing up to see what they are going to be doing for the 2023 season whether you compete in a major region or you are com- or, or you are a minor region team so uh, right now, that is the reason why you are getting all of this off-season news. It's going to be really interesting uh, for the LCS because we hear a lot is going to end up happening. Uh, there was also a big rumor that came out that the LCS broadcast days would would also be switching, which would mean the Cloud9 podcast day would also switch as well. So yeah, there's so much stuff to talk about you know, in today's episode. But we are going to keep it kind of like short and sweet. I'm only going to be able to go for like an hour and 20 minutes per se, you know, because I have another show that I'm going to be doing on my main YouTube channel. But I want to make sure I cover all of what I want to really cover, you know, for you guys in today's episode of the Cloud9 podcast. So, yeah. Uh, I, I will also be having a channel update video coming out very, very soon explaining, you know, what I really want to, you know, do for you guys, actually, because in my channel update video, I will be explaining, you know, why I changed the channel name, 
as well as, you know, why I ended up, you know, taking this route overall and why I kind of moved away from the other branding that I ended up having, as well as, you know, talking about, you know, the other uh, way I didn't like things were going, but I decided to just change them up, actually. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, we're going to primarily only talk about World's 2022 main group stage because last week we literally had, you know, NA start 0 and 4, only for NA to end up 3 and 15. So, yeah, that really ended up just pretty much surprising a lot of people more. I don't know what was surprising. Um, NA going, you know, 0 18 or, you know, NA going 3 and 15. I don't know which one was actually the worst record you could really have, but that's just me personally. So, if you guys are uh, watching, make sure you guys like the stream. Uh, let me make sure I log into my second account right now. That way I could obviously have a pinned message. Uh, let me make sure I do that. And then we're going to start talking about all of the group stages, my um, you know, synopsis about them, and my easy breakdown of them. Then we're going to be diving into a lot of the games as well. So just give me one moment. And yeah, there's been so much off-season news. Then there's also these best of five matches we're going to end up getting as well. So it's literally like we're just being blessed with, you know, all of this league news right now. You know, some other bigger bombshells came out today about Yankos. Uh, I'll talk about that, you know, later on as well. So let me make sure I go to the channel. I'm going to make sure I have this ready. Okay, let me make sure I type this message in the chat. Give me a second. Make sure to smash the like button. There you go. Yeah, always like the stream, uh, whether you're watching on the replay or you are watching on, you know, live as well. Uh, liking the stream uh, promotes the stream more in the YouTube algorithm, and then it obviously tells them you want more of this content, and we will be giving you more of this content as well. Uh, next year, I will also, you know, be experimenting more with doing the dual episodes of the Cloud9 podcast, you know, uh, doing one for North America, doing one for, you know, the LEC. I will also attempt to put in a few more episodes, you know, for the LCK. The LPL is really hard to do episodes for, given the fact that there's so many games that go on so fast it's just ridiculous actually you know to really track all of those games in once now i really only follow like a certain amount of teams but i do happen to watch it pretty consistently it's not like i don't watch the lpl it's just more like you know there's just so many games that end up happening i'm sitting here thinking to myself wow that is a lot of talk about and there's no way you're going to be able to talk about every single team most likely it would be just like talking about the teams that are the most popular and breaking down their matches against whoever they faced off against you know that week but that's other goal I want for myself moving forward is just to put in you know more episodes of the show uh starting next year as well we did start uh what I talked about just before this which was you know the dual episodes for you know LCS and LEC want to make sure I put in at least maybe a few episodes for the LCK because I did watch the LCK actually I I legitimately did watch the LCK um but it's just you know it's so hard to put in episodes you know at certain times because the um 
LCK also has a decent amount of matches, you know, that go on and, you know, tracking every single team sometimes can be really tiring because I've been watching, you know, uh, every single region, oh, every single major region since 2014. So at a certain point, you know, you, you start to get a little uh, blown out, but it is okay. Sorry, I'm signing back into my main, uh, you know, Gmail account right now because I usually... Uh, bounce back between the two, actually. So, yeah, that is your little uh, mini update uh, for right now. Uh, I'll make sure I say this one more time for anyone who is watching the replay. That being, um, I'm going to be doing a channel update video first. That'll be detailing what I'm going to be doing with the channel moving forward, as well as um, what I will be doing regarding all of the current 2022 off-season news. And there is a lot of it, but I do plan on covering it all. And what I will be doing with all of the current 2022 offseason news, which is going to be, you know, covering uh, three topics at once. That way I just knock them out pretty consistently. So, yeah, I want to make sure I also have this notepad here that where I'm going to be, you know, explaining uh, just how I see League of Legends in general. Because I know there are some people that have asked me, like, uh, how do you see League of Legends in general and how do you see it? between the added aspects of just when you look at, you know, the LPL, the LCK, the LCS, and the LEC. Okay, so I'll make sure I explain it to you guys right now because I know it can be, like, uh, kind of confusing uh, when it comes to, like, all of that. But I, let, let, let me make sure I save this document right here. It's not letting me. Okay, give me a second. I want to save this document. Uh, save as... Save as document. Yeah, because I need this document for another video, too. It's not saving as... What the heck? File name. It's not letting me save this file. Okay, text documents, all files. That's so weird how this is literally not letting me uh, save this file. Save. Okay, text documents. Okay, that's just really weird. Okay, let me do my best to just copy this. Uh, we're going to copy that. And we're going to end up deleting this. And then we're going to end up doing this as well. All right. Hi, Mr. Coleman. Yeah, why, why did you drag me into this at gunpoint? Oh, shit. Well, you told me that you were going to fire me and take my funding away. And then uh, uh, mentioned me like Reginald. Oh, uh, yeah. I was going to do that. And then, you know, I was going to make a hit stream on you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Holy God. All right. So I know people have asked me, like, how I see League of Legends per se. So this is kind of like just how I see the major regions. So this this is what I like to call the bar system, right? So we're going to type it as the bar system, okay? And don't make fun of my spelling, Sean. Oh, my goodness. So this is the bar system I have for LPL, LC, LCK, LCS, and LEC, okay? This is what I call the bar system because I think a lot of people – in the community don't really understand just how good the LPL and the LCK are. And then if you like praise them, you get called a dick sucker, but it's like you just, people just don't understand. So don't worry. I'll make sure I explain it to you. So here's how it goes, right? You have the LPL, right? And we need, well, before we talk about the regions at all, I want to man, man, make sure that we know what our system is. Okay. That's our system right there. You know how LS has his systems. That is our system right there. Okay. Then we're gonna make sure I copy that, paste it. I, I'm sorry if I explained this pretty bad so far. Okay, literally, we have the bar system. Okay, there we go. 
These are your four major regions, right? Okay, so we're going to make sure our bar that we have for them, we'll give them a rating of like 10, okay? Our bar rating is 10, okay? 10, that's it, okay? Then under that, we're going to group them between, you know, strongest to weakest, obviously. Number one being uh, the LPL. Right now they've won, what, every single world championship sh since 2018. Uh, the LCK has won, what, one of them, you know, since uh, 2020. It is pretty recent, but, you know, the LPL right now has been a bit stronger, give or take who you talk to. Uh, it doesn't really matter, honestly, between these two. Uh, it only really matters when we're talking about uh, the LEC, okay? So uh, the L LPL will have us like a 9, okay? Then we're going to have the LCK. Then we're going to have the LCK, and we're going to have them as a 8, okay? So number 3 would be the LEC, okay? The LEC, actually, is going to be... Uh, what would you have the LEC? Like five, six, right? Let's say five. Let's say five, right? LEC is a five. Okay. Then we have the LC. That 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 is way too high for LEC. I was gonna say six, but that that I, I found it that too high a little bit. <laughs> All right, give L LCS a four, four right? point, yeah, four four point five. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, about there. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm sorry. I don't care what the records say, all right? The moment Cloud9 and EG drafted better, they look better than G2 Fnatic. The only team that made it out of your fucking group was a team that almost threw a 3-0 lead and lost to a minor region team, only made it out because of a Korean import carrying them and because they just ended up facing, like, having the most coin flip LPL team ever in their group. Mm -hmm. Go fuck yourselves. Your, team, your region sucks ass. So, right after here, oh, we have our numbers, right? So, I know people always talk about this, too. So, okay, if you deem the LPL and the LCK like eights and nines, let's just say we use that system, right? Okay, them beating each other is a whole lot different than these two beating each other or any of these teams beating them. Actually, if we're just talking about just this year, NA, is, NA only has one game win against the LCK. One game win. Just this year, we're, we're going to talk about this year in 2022, okay? And it has one game win against the LCK, and that was when T1 legitimately threw the game against EG. They easily could have won that game, you know? Then uh, the, the LCS has won no games against the LPL, and they've won how many games against the LEC this year? Three against MAD uh, and three in week two of group stages. So that, that, that's six wins, right? So they only won six games against the LEC. LEC, they won, what, nine games total against the L LCS? Yeah, because G2 beat EG seven times, and the Fnatic beat EG, and then um, Fnatic also beat Cloud9, so you have nine wins there. So it's six and nine with the L LEC, right? So they're six and nine with the LEC, and then they're zero whatever against the LPL. <laughs> we'll say winless against the LPL. <laughs> so, yeah, one game win against the LCK. And six and nine against the LEC. Yeah, 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 yeah. You forgot another statistic. Uh, against loud, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what Fnatic? Uh, you know, EU at Worlds has won zero games against uh, the CB Lol. We oh, need Lord. to add that. Winless against the L LPL. So 
What else is interesting here is that people think that when these teams do bad against each other, that really just means these teams are shit. And it's like, no, that's a completely different thing you're looking at. You know, the reason why I broke this down is because it's going to be imperative information we have moving forward. Uh, you know, that being to understand when the LPL and the LCK go against each other, they're going to obviously, you know, like have if you deem these players really good they're going to actually, you know, play against each other at a much higher competitive level. You know, I know some people right now are talking about, well, why watch the LCS anymore when I could just watch the LPL and the LCK? Uh, you could have been doing that for a long time. Uh, if you chose not to do that, then you're retarded. Just, just saying, right? So uh, since these are our bar systems right here, okay, so any team, so like, oh, so like we had T1 as our example. T1 is our example, right? T1, I would deem as like an eight, right? They're actually pretty good. Now, when you have their weaknesses, that would probably make them about an eight, right? All the, You're counting weaknesses and strengths too. But the bar that T1 has over teams from LEC and LCS is very, very big. Just because they might underperform against LPL teams or even their own LCK teams doesn't really matter. Unless you can produce a team as just as strong as this, it doesn't really matter. So uh, T1, they're about, what, an eight, right? They're a bit. So unless you're producing... Anywhere near a seven or maybe a six, you're not really going to be beating them. Now, Fnatic did end up beating T1 uh, in week one, which was really impressive, actually. But they got completely destroyed in week two as well. Uh, Korean teams definitely, you know, pick it up as the t as the tournament goes. So I know some people were like, uh, T1's not going to do very well because a lot of reasons. It doesn't really matter, guys. It, you're, we're looking at that from the LCK point of view when they're playing against much better players, right? Against LEC and LCS players, it doesn't really matter, honestly. You know, it, it really truly doesn't. Unless the bar of these teams are like around a seven, it, it, they're going to lose all nine times out of 10, you know? That was very proven uh, with these other Korean teams. So that's the bar system, you know, that I like to really just use myself. Whenever like the LPL and the LCK teams beat each other, I don't like to always make these brash assumptions that they're just super bad and against like lec and lcs teams they're going to do so much better it doesn't really matter because the lec and the lcs are much worse caliber teams than the lpl and the lck and this world championship just proved it we literally could have had a, a top eight with all asian teams actually just from this year alone and i know people were like well um the LCK is uh, vastly behind uh, the LPL. Uh, last year at Worlds, the top four teams were Damwon, Kia, T1, Gen.G, and EDG. Three out of the top four teams last year in the top four were LCK teams. Is the LCK really that behind the LPL? Even though the LPL has a much uh, you know wider uh, franchise system with 18 teams, and the LPL has way more best of vibes to play. Just from last year's Worlds alone, the LCK had more top had more top four teams at the World Championship in the semifinal in just who made top four than the LPL. You know, that's what happened, right? Now this year is going to also be another lopsided number in the LCK's favor given the top eight matches that we're going to be playing starting tomorrow with Rogue versus JDG. Because remember, top esports also didn't make it as well. So if the LCK ends up winning some of their matches more, you are going to also have 
you know, a extra LCK team make the top four compared to a LPL team because, you know, uh, top esports didn't make it out of their group. Also, you know, Gen G is playing up against Damn One. And looking at how both teams play, that's about to be a hot fucking banger right there. Damn One really, really picked it up like we knew they would have. I mean, we we talked about it on the show. We knew they were going to pick it up at the World Championship and show people that they're not a team to mess around with. And you could definitely consider them a dark horse to obviously win the event right now. But that's for, you know, a, a bit later. Just letting you guys know that it, it's going to be obviously harder for the Western teams to perform, you know, against the LPL and the LCK moving forward for next year's MSI and next year's world championship. Guys, we literally could have had a top eight full of just LPL and LCK teams. Rogue were the only Western team to make it. They won all their games in week one that they needed to, and they made it out because they beat no, and, and they still shouldn't have. Mm. You, you, yeah, they made it out. No, they made it out because of a fucking bug. The end. It should have been. Thing here, but the thing here, dude, is that there was only like one scenario in which they won't get out. Winning that that first game, like we talked about, like last week, they were already secured out anyway. Honestly, like getting that fourth win is you're pretty much already already out of groups. You no, know, but it, it would have been a three way tie with four wins. Yeah, and yeah, then... yeah, and I agree. It, it's just that's what happens, man. That's why the system should have either more games. Or there should be a no. They that. they should have sum submitted an appeal with the bug. The end. But the problem here is like, what if? Because um, I I know because I'm, I'm well at MSI. Remember they they remade all those games. I mean at MSI they did it. I mean I, I'm just pointing out because I know people said um why didn't they just remake the games? And I thought to myself, didn't they remake the games at MSI when aren't when it was like lagger or some bullshit that the yes. teams were complaining about? So, they remade all those games for RNG when RNG couldn't attend MSI earlier yeah, this year. So anyway, no, uh, I'm. Officially not counting rogues uh, made oh, it out of groups, you know, just like TSM's 2021. They, uh, but they won the, their games. They beat Dragon X and Top in the first week, though. I mean, and, the, and, and it should have been a three-way tie. Fuck you. I I um, <laughs> I love how Sean just disregards actually what happened, but it's okay. So yeah, it's okay. yeah. Well, they're go. They're gonna be out in the first round, and we'll just treat it like uh, TES is going out. I mean, in the do first you think? Round. I mean, uh, they're not making it out for me. Are you in your mind? I, 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 I'm, I'm giving them credit where credit is due, but they're not getting past JEG. I'm not. I'm not predicting that. Uh, okay. And later on, I'm gonna be doing my quarterfinal preview with you guys on my pickums. Actually, so all right, dude. Let's talk about Group A. We're gonna go through one group at a time because there's. Actually, a lot to talk about, so we're going to try and condense it all in a little bit of a time frame. I can only give you guys about an hour-ish, hour, 10 minutes, right? So let's get this done. Okay, so Group A, T1 makes it out, 5-1. and one. EDG makes it out, 4-2. and two. Fnatic, 2-4. Two and four. Cloud9, 1-5. and five. Um, Let's be honest here, guys. Uh, given Cloud9's performance last week, starting 0-3, uh, we even said it. It wasn't going to be like last year's Worlds where Cloud9 had to face off against FPX and Rogue, who were pretty much just shitting the bed, and, honestly. And because they had to win all three this time, because if they lost one, then one would have four wins, and then the other two would face each other for four right. wins. And, 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 what oh, sorry, also three helped, wins. and what also helped Cloud9 last year was that Rogue at least was competitive with FPX to beat them. Rogue beat FPX both times. So that also helped Cloud9's favorite too. There was a lot more things going for Cloud9 last year than this year. And plus the teams are just stronger this year, you know? Like, I'm just being honest with you. The teams that they're facing this year in this group are just way, way stronger. And um, they, they just played bad. 
Like, there's no ifs, ands, ors, or buts. They played really bad. This was Jensen's worst Worlds by far outside of, like, 2019. Well, there are players like Jensen have small champion pools right now. Uh, do they not? Oh, I thought you were asking me. Um, I, It's a combination of that. Um, I also think it was the fact that he got completely gapped. Another thing, uh, I don't know what play style they were trying to settle on. This was one of the few world championships where they literally came to worlds really not even understanding what they even want to do. And that's surprising because they're usually the team that makes it out trying to, you know, kind of one-up the Korean and Asian teams, trying out these weird picks, and then having success with them. But this world championship, it felt like they lacked any identity. Now, to be fair, we also talked about Zven's not really a support. He's going to get completely destroyed also by better supports than him. And if the meta changes, he's going to get destroyed. We already knew he wasn't going to play. Yeah, but the thing is, the meta didn't change much at all. He still could have, like, played all those champs like Yumi and he also could have. Right, yeah. And again, he was good on champions like uh, Alistar and Nautilus. It's just they the, the comps they drafted for it. It's just he was engaging into his death. There was nothing he could do there. Yeah, like we talked about the Fnatic game last week, and he, he played like shit. Like, I don't know what he was trying to hook. He was trying to hook his his winless group stage week or something. Well, but... there's nothing he could do there against that comp. Again, like, uh, despite what the records say, I'm sorry, Fnatic uh, looked worse than Cloud9. They literally won that first game off of draft diff, totally. Uh, Cloud9 was, like, even being competitive with them this, uh, for, like, the most of the game despite that draft. They probably would have two wins over them if not for that. Uh, but, I mean, both of them made it out anyway. Uh, Cloud9 was just one, two... Just way too one-dimensional. Uh, I also yeah. think it, it just the players just played really bad. Like they no, all played Fudge bad. for some reason kept going for the ego picks instead of just picking stuff like Orange. He didn't because... win a single laney face either. Like he was always down, dude. I was I watched every game. He was down always twenty CS. I was like, what is that? He yeah, but... and then this people. He's picking the counter pick into them. That's the that's the crazy shit. He's picking the stuff into him. He's getting the favorable matchups and he's still losing. And Fudge, we know he's not a bad player. We know he's not bad. So, I don't know what this was from the team. Yeah, but it's like, why couldn't he just pick stuff like Renekton and Orn? Why Why did he? And Camille. Well, fair, why, did you see his tweet? He literally said he wasn't going to pick Renekton. That's, I, I thought that was a joke. Uh, I literally thought that was a joke. But he literally did. He, I mean, he kept his word, I could say. Uh, yeah, for LS, <laughs> I guess. Okay. <laughs> hey, but oh, LS God, is a great guy. LS is a great guy. His systems are definitely working. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, totally. Oh, so, also, Sean at, told me something about these weird, cringe LS fanboys. Guys, I'm being honest here. Even if LS was still the head coach and he made it with them all the way to this World Championship, he's still not making out of this either. These T1 and yes, were just too and, strong. And, yes, and we don't know if the if it would have worked the same where they won LCS. We don't know. Yeah, yeah, we just don't know. And looking yeah. at how strong T1 and EDG are, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say no. Under an assumption, I'll just say no, because these teams beat the shit out of them. It wasn't right. even fair. Because uh, because Isles was bad, they so they wouldn't have put in Sven. Uh, oh no, and... uh, my bad. I forgot to. Sorry. With this roster, even if he was head coaching this roster with Berserker and Sven and Jensen, I still don't think it really means anything. I think they still go one and five. Maybe they might get an extra win. Maybe, maybe we're talking about huge maybes here. You know. Because uh, I know people were like that. They're like, well, they got rid of LS who could have drafted better against these Asian teams. It's like, you can draft better, but if the players are worse, it doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean it. They got lane phase gapped. All of them were like down like 20 CS post like 10 minutes. 10 minutes, people. 
it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah. No, I'm sure uh, Fudge Mid would have done well against uh, Scout. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh, shit. So, uh, Cloud9, I, I really don't know what they're going to be doing in the offseason, honestly. To be fair, I'm being honest here. All they need to do is just swap out Zven, get a truly, really good support that gels well with the team, and I think you're good to go. I think, you, I think you're fine. Just get a real support. I mean, are you, really, you really think they're going to keep Jensen? I think so. Because I think the because they already got him back. They did win a title with him. He did kind of pick it up in playoffs. But the problem here, he really underperformed at Worlds. It, it really just depends. Like, do you want to pull a Steve he, and get rid of him, and maybe yeah, he pops up on another but, rival team? Okay, the thing he's gonna only get worse from here. And he, I, he that's the thing though is how it, it's a twofold thing. It's like okay. You, look, you could look at a lot like this. The group was already pretty impossible for them to get out. It was like mega hopium. They get out at second. But they played – he played a lot more worse compared to the level that you think he would play at. So I think personally they should just kind of make a support change because I think a support change would be just the most beneficial thing going forward. That's yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of pe- a lot of people throughout the idea of getting Core JJ. Um, what do you? Yeah, if Core JJ is going to be a free agent, I mean that would be pretty good for the team. Honestly, I mean, do, do you think there's any chance if they go out? Who he? No, if they go out in the first round of of Worlds, and do you think there's any chance Barrel would come here? Like he, because he already won Worlds before, you know, just to make the money. If they could implement Barrel in, that wouldn't be a bad player, too. Because oh, you're talking about getting a player to pair up with Berserker so he has a lane yes, partner just, he can talk just to. Just thinking of the best Korean support, like Barrel or... Mm, I like, like like you said, getting Core JJ would probably be a number one priority because we kind of know that Team Liquid is going to be probably re- changing up their roster a lot. That's just the best way that I can really say about that. Because... It also depends what these Korean players want to come over here. Now that they saw that NA went three and fifteen, it's going to be really hard attracting a lot of these uh, top tier we, we, players. We can get Snowflower. I hate you. So, uh, Fnatic, they just look like pure shit. You know, I give credit where credit is due. All the time. They played really well in week one, and they just went to the shitter. No, no, no I don't know what no, the didn't. fuck happened here. Those two games were drafted. That's it. Hell yeah. Excuses. I love it. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they literally were. Sorry. So, oh, yeah, you, you confirmed their excuses. God, I got this, man. I got no, him. I won, guys. No, I got him. He confirmed it. <laughs> now, 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 T1 didn't play well. I'll say that. But nonetheless, it was literally no, no. drafted. I, I, it was slight drafted. Also, players slightly overperforming. I think it's a combination of both because the players themselves, it kind of, dude, it finally felt like they found their stride with this team. It finally felt like they brought it all together. And then when it finally felt like they brought it all together, guys, you know what happened? Didn't mean shit. They got completely destroyed. I don't know what happened. They were always frauds. But yeah. um, I mean, again, the only reason why we predicted Cloud9 to get out of this group, even though it was unlikely, because again, the old... All four of the teams had issues where they could be evenly matched, and that's exactly what happened. All the issues, besides Gumi Yushi turning around because he was on his comfort picks, uh, all the teams showed the exact same issues we said they would, especially EDG doing nothing special at all. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, like they're they were pro- they as I said, they're probably like the worst LPL team this world's. Uh, you know, TES literally lost because of a fucking bugs. So let's not talk about that, but uh. 
But uh, so yeah, that, that's the only reason why because of Cloud Nine's history then of like you know clutching it out. So just if we see any weakness like openings like we did with Gen mm-hmm. G in 2018 at this point, I'm just gonna kind of predict them because they've already you know proven enough times outside of like two instances ever. But uh, yeah, this wasn't one of them, and I knew it was the most unlikely besides 2019. But uh. You know, if they had a better head coach, they would have had a better chance. Maybe go like three wins, maybe. But mm-hmm. even then, uh, EDG and T1 would still just look out gap, gapping them hard. So, uh, for me personally, I think the thing with Fnatic is I, I, I really just don't know. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, we've talked about this Fnatic team. I don't know all year. They showed a lot of these issues already. It just kind of felt like they finally fixed up some of the problems they initially had, but then. It kind of felt like they also peaked as well. They they kind of just peaked when they beat T1, and okay. they could really never get over that hurdle. Sorry, that's always Fnatic, though. They're always a team of five players who are all very good. But but besides Upset now for the last two years, he's amazing. Uh, they're always a team of just, like, players who are mm-hmm. very good but mm-hmm. not great. For in order for them to all play great, you talk about for a Western team standard, like they're always good for a Western team standard. Uh, yes, but not not great outside of upset. They're only great to if they're if they have you know find their chemistry. Mm-hmm. They they need to have the chemistry of all five players, and they started to with uh, uh, humanoid and uh, Razork and Wonder, uh, and then you know Hellsame was Inton though, but uh. Mm-hmm. You know. And then it always kind of felt like they never, they truly never got their drafting issues fixed. And, you know, there's rumors right now that Yamato Cannon is going to be out of Fnatic. And we talked about that. No shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, guys, even if you think a coach is bad, when a contract is up after two years and a person's been on an org for like two years, you can pretty much guarantee that offseason they're going to be end up going. But yeah, Fnatic ended up. Uh, I thought this was his first year back. Oh, Yamato? No, no. He's coached for them last year, remember? Oh. Uh. Mm, two, that two-year contract is up. He's going to be going to another org. I, I, I thought that was a. N- n- <laughs> never mind. Thought that was a. Okay. You're a. You're a racist. So, um, EDG. Uh, well, EDG and T1 pretty much smashed Fnatic and Cloud9. There was it, these games weren't close at all, honestly. Um, EDG only lost to T1 because they just legitimately looked worse than T1. But they're still they're still a scary team. I think the issue here is um. I think what was his name? Uh, Flandre got completely exposed by Zeus in the games. Like a lot of the EDG players got exposed. The only person that didn't really get exposed was Scout against Faker. I think Scout played pretty much fine against Faker. Like if we're talking about EDG up against their T1 counterparts, T1 definitely looked way better. That's that's not even debatable. Oh, yeah, I mean that that was another reason, by the way, why I said uh, Fnatic was doing better at the start, uh, and probably would because again, Faker and Scout are not looking in form at all this year. So Humanoid had an open in there. I thought Faker took played well so far. Of it in week one. I, th- I think Faker played well so far. Like, so I'm not far. saying they aren't. I'm just saying for a Korean and uh, LPL mid uh, standard. Okay. Um. Wait, I'm hearing myself just a little bit on your end. Oh, let me turn myself down just a little bit. Okay. So T1 and EDG make it out. Uh, first and second seed, just like last year in 2021, where you know you had 100 Thieves here and you have Dead Nation Fuck Me, who went 0 6. So, yeah, T1 and EDG make it out. That's not surprising for a lot of people. I had the Hopium, I thought Cloud9 could do it, but turns out they were just so much worse than these guys that didn't even matter. <laughs> All right, 
Let's go to uh, Group B. JDG ending up five and one. The free group. Uh, Damwon Kia ended up five and one. Evil Genius is one and five, and G two one and five. They finished tied because they both had the same win loss record. Uh, G two also lost more games, so I think you should probably just consider EG the third best team in the group, <laughs> especially know, EDG especially during week two. Team. Especially during week two, EG definitely proved they were a bit better than G two. And by a bit better, I mean they finally had proven it. Yes. Even though we know that they could, t- we knew that they could. Match G two. It's just they lost seven times. I was like, "What is going on here?" Yeah, hey, if you want, if you want to know the worst uh, meme account on Twitter, uh, check out that Abyss guy. Oh my goodness, Jesus Christ! He's like the worst fucking guy. How can you call yourself a memer but then get triggered constantly and have a region as garbage as NA living rent free in your head? It's that is just embarrassing. Anyway. <laughs> Okay, uh, G2, uh, their performance at the World Championship was was just bad. Like, just with – man, and, and these are orgs that I've been, been with for a while. It's just so crazy that this is probably their worst world performance for G2 outside uh, of, like, 2016. 2016. Yeah, like, literally, they got completely – Yeah, yeah no, no, they, their, worst, their worst was that year. They only won one game in that they shouldn't have. They just got lucky that – uh. You know, Albus Knox Luna was then uh, playing poorly near the Albus Knox Luna was also not good, but they did also troll in their last game against G2 as well, knowing that they got out. Um, Which was, you know, they could have got first seed, but whatever. But it, it ended up yeah. working well for them, though. <laughs> but it ended up working well because, you know, they got H2K. So, hey, it was all five-brain, you know, five-head strategy. Yeah, yeah. And if you're lost. watching World Six. If you're watching Worlds in 2016, you knew when they drafted any team they were gonna go three and zero. Yeah, you know they were gonna get blown the fuck out. That was surprise. That was not surprising to me. I know a lot of people thought it was surprising, but it is what it is. Uh, G2 definitely got completely destroyed uh, at the World Championship. I do think that I'll, I'll say this though: Caps tried his best. I mean, he was definitely trying. Like he he played leg- Caps played legitimately well. And that's so sad to see that he played well. It's just. Every single person on his team really just didn't do much. Flackhead got completely gapped. Why are G2 and why are G2 drafting Seraphine? They told the NA teams, do not draft Seraphine. You will get destroyed. You know what G2 does? They draft Seraphine and they get destroyed. So it's do not draft Seraphine. Why were they drafting Seraphine against these teams? I don't know. Maybe Flackhead was just underperforming so hard. They were thinking to themselves, you know what? You can't underperform that well on Seraphine, right? Just shoot your ability straight. Well, yeah, that's what I was uh, gonna ask. Who's the weaker performing player in the bot lane right now? Because both of them have been sh- looking like they've been struggling. But is it just one player? Or is it? A I was do Flackett really? He Flackett's he was someone that I was super skeptical on going into the year. Anyway, I think he peaked at MSI earlier this year, and then ever since MSI, he never really got back to that form that he showed yeah. in the tournament. He just I mean, kept I, falling off. Yeah, I mean, we did say he wasn't great, but we just said he would be good enough. With the rest of the team, because the rest of the team's that yeah. good. And, and dude, we've told people like if if your team opts to put you on a champion like Seraphine bot, they know they have no faith you can carry a game. They have zero faith. Also, their bot lane got completely gapped every single game. They were getting who he FBI gapped in some of these games. It, it was really hard to watch. So uh we know that that there's rumors about you know Yankos and Flacid uh leaving. Yankos also really didn't have a good year either. Like, he was there. He was good. He was good to okay. But he wasn't nothing great for them, actually. You know, well, he was, he was, it was the same thing last year, but people gave him a free pass for some reason. I, yeah, right? 
We talked about that last year too. He wasn't playing good really last year either. He just kind of picked it up when it came to the playoffs. And y- Yankos is a player where like he's definitely not as like, fallen off. He's just been a good to solid player. But I think moving forward, if the rumors are true and he's truly out of G2, it makes sense. He really didn't play that well. You know, not even just throughout the summer split. They definitely struggled in this group stage like pretty hard. I, I think this team hit a ceiling after a uh, winning spring earlier this year and making top four at MSI. And they never could really get back to that ceiling that they hit. I mean, they peaked very early on and that's what we had talked about. G2's an org where they kind of know how to get the most out of their players. And they did. And that kind of bit them in the ass later on when it came to the world championship. Uh, Evil geniuses also go one and five. They break their curse. No one beats EG seven times. <laughs> It won't beat EG eight times in a row. Holy shit. EG finally break their uh, losing streak against G2. Though, it's fair to say that G2 is still better than them because they did win seven games. But they did manage to clutch it out in their final game against them. And uh, EG definitely popped off against G2. I was really a fan of Inspired. This world's actually, uh, I like that he pulled out picks like the head girl. I think Inspired played legitimately great for Evil Geniuses. There's... I mean, many things you can say about Evil Geniuses right now, um, but the best performing players that I could point to is, you know, Vulcan. I think he had a pretty good world, all things considered. Um, I think Aspire had a pretty good world, all things considered. I think Jojo Peon didn't play that bad, considering he's facing off against, you know, top-tier, you know, LPL, LCK players. Uh, Impact looked about as good as Impact is always going to look against some of these players, actually. So, oh, yeah, and Kaori. I think Kaori... Looked just about as good as he was as he was gonna against players like um Det Dom and fucking Hope. <laughs> yeah, like like you know, it's one of these things where you know you can't really hope for much for EG. I mean, they were predicted to go zero six, and they got one more win than people had predicted for. And it's like, oh, okay, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, and it was like, you know what, uh, Europe, we're gonna just sabotage all of your fucking chances of making it out in week two. So. Uh, it's one of these things where evil geniuses, uh, they also got pretty hard gapped by, uh, you know, Damwon and, uh, JDG, though they looked pretty good against JDG in that first game they played, you know, week one, this is what we like to tell people is the LPL and the LCK teams take time to ramp up during the event, just because they might look bad in one game doesn't mean you're going to have to be able to necessarily count that for the next game. Right. Um, after that, uh, EG are done we'll talk about them more later on this year because they're going to also have some changes moving forward they're going to be you know obviously getting back danny or choosing between him and kaori obviously uh damn one definitely surprised a lot of people because damn one's performance in the lck was was just really bad like at, at moments it literally looked like they were just running it down half the time then there was games where they looked like they were one of the best teams in the league which is really weird. Uh, what I always talk about Damwon was the fact that Damwon really never utilized their bot lane to the fullest extent. Uh, that could be, you know, Canyon giving them, you know, ganks and resources to get through a laning phase. But the problem uh, that I told people is when they figure out how to utilize their bot lane, because it's going to be an issue when they first get them, if they can finally 
get their bot lane on the same page as the other players like Naguri, Canyon, and Showmaker, that it's going to work out really well for them. And we saw Dekdom and Keelan really, really pop off, you know, throughout this World Championship group stage so far. There's a world where Dan One could have gotten first. Let's not get it twisted here. There's a world where Dan One could have made it out first. Remember, guys, the LCK is stated to be weaker than the LPL, yet three out of the top of four, three out of, out of the four teams that are in number one spots are LCK teams. Did I not say that? I also mentioned that the LCK teams are really good at best of ones. They're actually, and their style works very good uh, with best of ones as well. You literally have three out of the four teams in all of the groups making it out at the top as LCK teams. That's fucking ridiculous, actually. But then again, I'm not going to not predict for the LCK to get the top spots in the group stages unless it's proven to me that they're not going to be doing it for a while. Because I know people are going to go like, well, I don't want to predict that uh, because um, uh, they have to show it. To they they've showed it so many times. They've already showed it so many times that they can get out at first place in the group stages consistently. People were surprised that Baker had gotten out of the group stage that many times as first is like, yeah, yeah. Like why would Faker has never gotten second place in the group stage. I'm not going to just predict this year that he wouldn't because random bullshit reasons. Go, go, go. It's like, no, it's fucking stupid. You know, like there's a world where damn one literally could have been first. There's a world and, there, and there's all... a word where RNG could have been first and TES could have been first if not for the bug. Oh, also true. That that bug was, well, that was pretty. That's pretty bad, actually. Yes, yeah, so if it wasn't for that, I think they not only would have made it out, but first state. I think their axe is just a, still a fraud. But yeah, it, it, wow. Sean will never give anyone credit ever in his life. What? Well, he, 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 they he, got put in. I was I was the one who defended them. I said they were better they than all you guys well. were saying. They I said well. I said they were be way better than pe you people were giving them fucking credit. I was on judging screen. them by LCK standards. All That's, right, and, and but, you know that I was no. judging them by LCK standards. Yeah, and like, you still you know wouldn't give a bad them the credit. LCK team. And uh, then, but, but I also said they're gonna beat every single team worse than them. Did I not say that? Which. I mean, literally yes, happened. I, I, I did as well. I just said that there's a, actually a chance that like pe some, a team like Saigon Buffalo could upset them if they turn it around. You mean Sanyong Chong Chongs? And, and, and that they shouldn't have got out first seed, which they shouldn't have if it wasn't for RNG getting fucked over there with the schedule. But uh, Good God. And, and then they just got lucky. They got placed in the easiest group ever. <laughs> and, and that and that top esports not only is a coin flip team, but had a bug. We're almost there. We're almost there. So, uh, going into the best of fives, if you give Canyon Graves, unplug your computers and go home. Literally, if you give that guy Graves, unplug your computers and get off the stage. Well, that you is, shouldn't be giving any player Graves in this meta. Especially not Canyon. That that game against uh, JDG where Canyon popped off on Graves, oh my god. It, it, like, if Graves is open and a team doesn't pick it, you're fucking retarded. There's no other. Oh my god. If you leave Graves open for Canyon, get off the stage. To get off. Yeah, no, then, then your mom was probably an anti-vaxxer. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, don't get it twisted, guys. I, I think JDG did play very, very well. Um, I know people said that Yigao kind of underperformed. I don't really think so. I, 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 I've never been the hugest fan of him. I think he's just a okay LPL mid laner, if I'm being honest with you guys. He's just an okay player. I think 369 and Kanavi really stepped up for JDG. I think they were their biggest performers in the group stage. Hope and Missing were okay they were okay like they definitely had some issues but you know this being your first world championship 
There's a lot of pressure on these teams, you know, from their fans. So you just got to look at it like that. Sometimes when it's a player's first world championship, sometimes you got to let the players kind of like ramp up or they crumble under the pressure actually. But Kanavi and 369, that 369 HOS game was amazing to see actually. But yeah, guys, there's a world where Damon could have got out first. And yeah, they look, they look, they're looking pretty, pretty scary right, right now. But their world's run might actually end very, very soon when we're going to talk about uh, the quarterfinal matchups actually. So that's what great be. schedule by Riot Games. Uh, how we love, how, how love Riot actually. Great I, I, I love how yeah. I get, I love how I get Dan One versus Genji, even though I've literally seen that all year actually. But it's okay, it's okay. I love, I love World Championships. Well, look, well, look the, the teams are gonna face each other again, no matter what, because they're the best teams. So at the end of the day, I don't really care as much as other people do. That is true. Uh, at least we know we're gonna get some good quality games. Uh, I mean, uh, I guess that's one benefit for the lower bracket, so we do see other games. But I I'm still not a fan of it. I think it's just I I, I understand why people. Well, I just personally, I like it makes these games feel more important. I think just uh, improving on the group stage would make it better. Increasing the amount of groups or the number of teams there would just be better. And then having like a certain like format of like a best of three to make it out as like the third seed in your group, and you know just increase the bracket size to like. My text James really quickly. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm right here. I'm just gonna text text my friends. Super quickly. Okay. Start yeah, and I think right increasing right the bracket size to like twelve to sixteen teams would be better than and then just increasing the m number of teams that go to Worlds. I think that would be just better, but uh, than having a lower bracket, but. Sorry, guys. Give me some, come on, phone. Load up phone. Uh, come on. Okay, let me text see. my friend really quickly. Uh, come on. Okay, well, anyway, so DRX, uh, it is an absolute disgrace to League of Legends that this team not only got out, but got out first seed. But uh, this is what happens when you're in an, uh, an easy group, I guess, just like with Splice in 2018 or so, or 2019. Uh, now, uh, yeah, so Rogue was... Uh, you know, one of their wins was pretty much just draft diff, but uh, the other wins were pretty legit, though, so they would have at least been 2-1. and one, But, yeah, no, nonetheless, they looked like shit in Week 2, and they literally uh, they almost lost the GAM eSports, which they honestly should have, and then uh, they only made it out because they got lucky. Because of a really? Bug, so that game, they pretty handily beat them. So, no, that second uh, game they played? Rogue pretty handily beat them, for what uh, I saw. The game against... Gam, Gam, uh, yeah, they pretty handily you know, won. Gam put up a good, but they could have lost to it's them. Like five minutes in, it was like five minutes in. <laughs> no, it was throughout the game as well. There were a lot of points they could have. I'm just, I'm not saying they didn't deserve the win. I'm saying they could have, uh, unless I said by accident they should have. Then never mind. But uh, but no, I'm just saying they could have. But uh, uh, nonetheless, all these teams in this group for frauds anyway. They're all going to go out in the first round. This was a garbage group. This was like. Uh, that group in 2019 with uh, J team and stuff. All, all you people uh, are worse than fucking Mad Lions. You shouldn't be out worlds. Uh, go home and go fuck off. Uh, and, and now, and, and the sad part is DRX actually has a chance to make top four as well now because they're facing EDG, the weakest team in the top eight, other than them and Rogue. Yeah. So that, that, uh... that is just pathetic. The thing with Gam Esports going one and five, that's that's not surprising at all. Most people knew they were gonna not make it out of the group stage. That's that's pretty known, right? All uh, the problem here is like uh, when Top lost to Gam in that fashion that they did. I know a lot of people were like happy that an upset happened, but it's like you do know that Top is out because of that, right? You know Top Esports is out because of that, right? 
So that means and it that's a done. bug. So that means that I mean you're happy that an upset happened and that that that's great. But the problem here is that people are like, I want to see more top esports after their other games. Then why were you cheering that they were out of the world championship? That doesn't make any sense. Like, that doesn't make any sense at all. It's because uh, they don't have, they have the brain of like a goldfish. They basically, you have to understand the average, uh, like 50% of League of Legends fans, they just, they watch a game while it's happening and then they, you know, react off of that, but don't actually think about what the overall, you know, bracket and format means. Like, for example, NA fans will be like, uh, EU, why so quiet? Lol, ha ha ha, after they win one game not realizing that they're already out of groups like uh fucking like fly quest in 2019 in that fucking group when they beat top esports so uh you know that's just idiot league of legends fans uh they don't know how to use their brains but uh yeah this is a disgrace uh should have been drx and top esports getting out but uh yeah but uh, fuck riot games sorry about that there's a dog outside okay so uh, for me and Group C, I think it boils down to oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, I, I think it completely boils down Got that to dog in him. God. I want to beat his ass. God. So I think it boils down to Gam being the weakest team. They ended up going out as fourth place. Top Esports lost to Gam, and when you're a three horse race to make it out of the group, you cannot lose to a team like Gam because that's going to be the one loss that you don't need because that's going to most likely be the loss that is going to stop you from getting out of the group because obviously, as you know, since since it's a upset, Gam isn't going to be able nor be good enough as a team to obviously beat the other teams to to maybe even get you in a position to obviously uh you know make it out of the group so top losing to gam in the fashion that they did in combination with the bug uh definitely ruined their chances of making it out they played very well you know throughout the rest of the games actually against drx and and rogue and it's kind of sad that it's another uh tn team that doesn't make it out of the group stage two years in a row uh, but this one is definitely not his fault. I, I think that Top took a little too long to ramp up during the event, actually. I think Top looked at it like, okay, we're going to ramp up throughout the event. But ramping up through throughout the event, you need to also win the games you need to. And Rogue beating DRX and Top in week one pretty much secured their shot of getting out of the group like we had talked about. I, I, I had mentioned even on my main YouTube channel that Rogue pretty much winning those three games and having to face Gam first pretty much secured them getting out of the group. Now, the rest of the day, obviously, yes, Rogue played worse. That is not debatable. I think they definitely uh, played way, way down to a lot of even like um, 100 Thieves and Cloud9 level, actually. I think they definitely played down uh, to those teams' levels, actually. Uh, but to be fair, Cloud9 and 100 Thieves, they did kind of win their games when it mattered to at least hopefully have a shot at getting out of the group. But, uh, or you can compare like this. Rogue definitely looked as bad as G2 and Fnatic, but just the fact that Rogue won those very crucial games in week one pretty much put their destiny in their own hands to make it out of the group. You know, I know people are going to be like, oh, well, E, you made it out. Does it, it guys, let's be honest here. They, they won, Rogue won legitimately when it mattered in week one to secure themselves the best possible shot at getting out. That's it, it, that, It's just how it works. You know, they won the first three games. They only needed one win because we knew if they were facing Gam, they were going to win. 
you know? Yeah, uh, or or because, yeah, you know that, you know, Riot Games would fuck them over with the bug, right? Oh, he's going to go fucking kill that dog shit. I'm going to need to call uh, Peter on uh, MSK. God damn it. Let's phone Peter out. <sighs> Sorry about that, guys. It's just this dog's going crazy. Like, I have to mute sometimes in this episode when he's barking. Like, I fucking don't call Peter. Mm. Mm. So, Rogue getting those wins. All, like the the schedule pretty much got rogue out in week two. They have three wins. There were three zero. There were four and zero. There was literally guys. There was like one scenario where they don't make it out, and that was if the scenario had panned out. If Top had beat Gam, that was going to start the scenario. If Top, if Top had beat Gam. If Top had beat Gam, Top also beat uh Rogue. Then they beat DRX. Then you know tiebreakers also play out pretty much just like last year's group with TL and uh Gen G. That's how I, that's how I would have played out actually. It's the exact same scenario. So yeah, top losing to Gam made all that not possible. So Rogue is yes lucky that they got a chance to face Gam first to get their first four and zero. That was huh, right right in the script. Uh, but uh, I'll say this though. Um, could they bounce back actually? Because they didn't play horrible in week one. I actually think they played pretty well in week one. Just in week two, they played like shit. You know. So, do you have faith in Rogue, dude, e- even winning a game against JDG, actually? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God. Uh, DRX. I'll say this about DRX. I think they actually are good. But the problem with DRX is they're good compared to, like, teams that are completely worse than them. <laughs> And I like Deft a lot. I, I think Zeka has had a really good tournament so far. Um, outside of just Zeka, I think Deft and Zeka both have had a really good tournament so far. But compared to like the other teams here, like DRX is gonna beat any team that's worse than them. They're they're bad by LCK standards. They're they're pretty like basic by LCK standards, but you just like like I said with T1, you put up against any team with worse players, they're gonna end up getting clapped, you know? Now I'll say this about DRX. DRX is very, very good at closing out games. If they get a lead, they are super precise at closing out. And that's a very good thing to have because if DRX are facing EDG and they get an early game lead, we know it's over. We know DRX can close games out. So that's going to be very scary for EDG going forward in their BO5. But uh, DRX getting out first in the group, that wasn't surprising for me. I just thought that top esports would have got out second. You know, I got most of my Korean predictions correct. So I, I like that. All right, let's go on to group D. We have Genji finishing five and one, RNG five and one, Hundred Thieves one and five, uh, CTBC flying, um, you know, Ching Chongs one and five actually. So this isn't surprising at all. Well, you know, Sean last week talked about the whole Machi Machi esports things. Yeah, well, when Machi beat Team Liquid, oh, uh, they also lost every single game after that, which is what Flying Oyster did. <laughs> it sounds like the PCS is literally only good enough to get one crucial win. In a group stage. That's it. And then they just lose everything else. Because I know everyone was like, man, they beat 100 Thieves in week one. They're looking like in top. They could even maybe challenge RNG to get out. I was like, okay, no, 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 no. <laughs> yes, they played good against 100 Thieves. But 100 Thieves look like shit. So, I mean, I guess. I mean, I, I guess, right? They literally lost every game after that, guys. So, this happens in a lot of times at the World Championship. A team will get a win against, like, an NA 
or a European team. And then that team, after that win, goes winless. They literally lost every single game. Five-game losing streak, okay? they were, And they don't, didn't even really play as well after they beat 100 Thieves. You know why? Because they played against much better players. That's kind of how that works, guys, in League of Legends. It's almost as if, like, player difference makes an actual, like, legitimately problem for teams that are about their level. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Fix it, uh, you know, getting rid of the import rule, just letting them uh import anyone they want. Uh, wasn't there a rumor that the PCS is gonna be merging with the LJL actually or LLL, whatever? Uh, what, what is DFM's fucking thing? What, what, well, what, what's why the would they do it? that though? Japan and PCS are fine on their own, yeah, whatever Japan's acronym is. Uh, yeah, the but uh, why would they do it? Is LJL, but why would LJL, they do that? Yeah. That was a rumor. That? I don't know if it's going to be true. I can pre-order Mario That, that would be stupid. Japan and the PCS regions are huge on their own, and it makes sense to separate it, and they're already okay. good on their own. Unless they want to try to make another fucking my, major region with it if and have them in, you know, there, if that's the case. And because, right. I mean, at this point, they actually could if, like, fucking DFM can get a win off of RNG and shit, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, hundred these played just about as bad as everyone thought they were. You know, they got their one win against Flying Oyster, like we knew they would going into week two. But yeah, that's pretty much. Uh, yeah, know, hundred these is the worst team at this world's in the main group stage. You think they're worse than Gam? Actually, yes. K four Polo says, <laughs> "Jesus Christ!" And so is Team Vitality. Forget. Team Vitality are also undefeated at, at this yeah, world, too. And, and Misfits will be for the next 30 years. <laughs> well, they won't even be an org for the next 30 years, either. So, and, well, Yeah, they'll be undefeated. What do you mean? <laughs> so, 100 Thieves uh, looked pretty pretty bad. Abadage uh, ran it down, sprinted to try and be, I don't know, jobless going into next year. FBI and Huhi, um, after they beat Flying Oyster with Kalista and Amumu, uh, they just got completely gapped. One of the teams gave RNG Kaisa, and you're saying you're thinking to yourself, just unplug your computers and get the fuck off the stage. If you're gonna draft that shitty, just get off the stage. Um, there's not much more I could personally say about 100 Thieves that everyone else has probably not already said because I'll just be rephrasing the same shit. They just played bad. I, I I think someday was their best player. Uh, all of these shakeups with 100 Thieves right now in the offseason kind of look like that the fact that they are going to be having some major roster changes going into uh, the 2023 uh, season for League of Legends. So we'll have to see how that plays out, actually. Yeah, I think they just played really bad. I, I truly don't know what is going to be their end game for next year, actually, because I my first guess would be if you can't secure, um, you know, uh, if you can't secure FBI – or who he? Because I'm pretty sure they're not going to end up keeping Abadage, who he or FBI. They might keep Abadage potentially because he has got that one year clause other on his contract. He's contracted until what 2024, I think, or the end of 2023. I'm pretty sure FBI and Hui's contracts are up. I'm pretty sure at, at this point they've been with the hundred thieves for a little bit at this point. So I don't know. Actually, I, I really don't know. They they play just so bad at the World Championship. I mean, it is it's hard. Watching these teams play it was so hard, guys. <laughs> my my brain was literally dying watching these guys. <laughs> it's like 
they knew and accepted that they weren't going to get out of the group. So they just, I guess, played down to even the PCS's level. It's like, what in the world is going on here? You know? Uh, but that's it for 100 Thieves. I think they just, I don't know. They played just about as well as most people thought. Closer, just missed every single ultimate. Who he, playing like he was on crack. <laughs> just, it just looks so hopeless, honestly. All right. Oh, I forgot. Warren said he could join at eight. So let me send Warren the link. Okay. Um, RNG getting out second. Uh, RNG, I think, have a real shot at winning worlds if they actually, you know, can manage to beat T1. Remember, we have a, re a big matchup for them coming up actually uh, tomorrow. Okay. Uh, you can join now. We are still going okay so i'll, I'll say to warren if warren joins then he can't okay so rng and genji made it out genji managed to really pick it up towards uh week two they same thing with gen uh edg ramping up throughout the event i think rng did struggle a little bit um but it's not as bad as everyone, everyone's making it out to be i do think they are a very strong team and i do think it's not a team you definitely want to underestimate they they've been definitely scaling up with the event a lot of these lpl and lck teams scaling up with the event is pretty scary to see but we're gonna have to see who scales up further because these matches coming up tomorrow are gonna start that uh but that's pretty much it uh this group was pretty easy decidable for me i knew genji get out first i knew rng get out second this is the easiest group, group to predict actually all right so we're gonna go to my law esports account and we are going to uh end up doing my pickums for the quarterfinal matches actually okay so we're going to so start tomorrow, obviously, 2 p.m. PST, and we are going to go to uh, my uh, pickums for the 2022 World Championship, and we're going to do that right now. Give me a second. Here we go to pickums. Uh, we have a lot of news to talk about. Not this week. Do it in your ass. I'm just kidding with you guys. All right. Does Rogue pull off the upset? Let's preview the first match. Rogue versus JDG. Now, JDG... The only weak point about their team is their bot lane. I think Comp and Trimby, if they can play up to the level that they played in week one, they could definitely win, you know, some matches against JDG if they're only playing through bot lane, you know. Uh, everywhere else, I think it's pretty... See, that's the weird thing about this matchup is everyone thinks it's going to be a quick 3-0, which is not really going to be the case because people need to look, look at it this way. Is could, could you see a world where Larson goes toe to toe with Yagal? I can see a world where that's possible. Uh, three six. So we'll start at the top. Three six nine versus Odawamne. I'm pretty sure three six nine takes that. Odawamne definitely showed a lot of weaknesses in week two, but definitely showed some strides in week one. Uh, jungle matchup. We have Malrong versus Kanavi. Kanavi definitely has been a pretty good player for JDG. Definitely going to be a whole lot more effective in the matches than Malrong. I don't think Malrong's holistically been bad this world championship. I think he had a pretty good world, all things considered, but it's still, you know, Kanavi favored. Yagao versus Larson, I think it's pretty much a toss-up. I think there's going to be some games where Larson was, is going to overperform. There's going to be some games where Yagao overperforms. I think the real big strength for Rogue right now is their bot lane. If Rogue can effectively play through their bot lane, I think they can actually almost upset JDG. Um, but do I go for the Hopium pick? Does EU get a top four team into 
uh, the 2022 World Championship. Uh, I, I really, it's, it's a toss-up. I think this is actually a little bit more, not even, I think there's points into this game that Roe could definitely win. There's definitely ways I see them winning. But are they going to win? The safe bet is JDG. The crazy bet is Rogue. But can I be one of those 18% of people that believed in Rogue? No. I don't I I, I don't know, honestly, guys. It's I see okay, a world where it's possible. JDG, but... RNG, damn one. All right. Oh god, this is a crazy one. All right. I'll I'll spice up my okay, hold on, give me a sec. Let me go to my other pickums. Actually, pickums. Let, let, let me see how I panned out for my other thing. Actually, picks not well. I definitely didn't pan out too well. Oh my! What the heck? I it didn't pan out too well. Let me re refresh this page. I think it just this whole page just stopped loading. What the fuck just yeah, happened your, here? Your internet is so shit. What the um, fuck just happened there? Okay, yeah, groups. Maybe you should, shouldn't have so many porn tabs open, then, you know, it would load better. So, I got... Hey, man. I didn't have Top Esports getting out first. What the fuck? Oh, I didn't save it. God damn it. You're such a dumb fuck. Oh, my God. Every, everyone knows what I said. I predicted DRX to get out first. Fuck off for anyone who thinks otherwise. I literally said they're going to have all LCK teams getting out first. I literally said that. Okay, so, uh, young, not, I did pretty well. Yeah, I did well. All right, so quarterfinals. You did not do well, but okay. Uh, is there a world where JDG beats aren't? I think JDG are going to win, but I think it's going to be a 3-2. I have a feeling it's going to be one of those series where you don't expect it to go to five games, but it is. But I think JDG ends up pulling it out. The only way I could see Rogue winning any of these two games that I think are going to happen in this best of five is you play through their bot lane. Comp and Trimby have shown they're not going to play scared. They're willing to take these matchups. They're willing to try these picks out. How far is that going to really get them, though? You know, that happened in the damn one game, too. Keelan and Deckdom got really far ahead on Aphelios and Lulu, and it didn't really work out for JDG. But that's because if you give 369 Aatrox, then it's just going to be a big problem, right? All right, we have a rematch of the 2022 MSI RNG versus T1. Can T1 get their revenge against RNG? There's 10% that thinks RNG is going to win. What? I think it's pretty even, honestly. Uh, I mean... No, I'm going RNG. Okay, top lane. You have Zeus versus Breathe. I think both have had really good tournaments so far. I would give the edge to Ze to Zeus in this matchup, though. You have Owner versus Wei. I think Wei edges that out, right? I think Wei edges it out. I think Owner's Owners looks good, but not as good as Wei. I'll say that. Actually, Big never mind. I'll, I'll go T1 because I, I forgot they yeah, forgot forgot done a, some things. Know, oh, he, he sucks on Faker's three-inch cock. What usually. the fuck are you talking about? Oh shit! Okay, uh, Faker versus Shaohu. That's a pretty even matchup right now. I never thought I would say that ever. I never thought in my mouth I would say Faker and Shaohu's an even matchup. Because um, you're an idiot. Anybody would say that. Well, not. I mean, I mean, to be fair, back then you wouldn't because you'd be fucking crazy. But now, you know, Shaohu definitely can give it to Faker. I mean, it's, it's pretty even between them. Uh, if you give Faker a call, if they let T1 get their comfort picks, they're done. RNG's not going to do that though. 
RNG are definitely going to be a team that is going to. Oh, they they will because kids. they're always bad at drafting, so that's why I switched my predictions. So if RNG can do exactly what they did at MSI, not play wise, guys, I'm talking specifically about RNG will make T1 get off those comfort picks and not give them at all. And even if they give the T1 team their comfort picks, we know RNG has something there that can counter them. Remember, Shahu's the one pulling out the Lissandra pick. Right, remember that was really tough for T1 to face off against, where they had to put Faker on that, and he really didn't have that big of an impact at MSI either. So it's one of these things where RNG, I think, is going to be the antithesis of T1. I think they're the perfect team to take out T1. Could T1 obviously beat RNG? Yes, there is a world that could happen, uh, but I think RNG is just the better team right now, and I still think it's going to be the case with this matchup coming up. I think their play style is just even better. Than uh, T1s holistically, though I'm not saying T1s a bad team. I'm not. They did play very well so far, but I think RNG just edges them out. Actually, all right. Or do I change my prediction to Rogue? Nope. I'm staying with JDG. Damwon versus Gen G. Damwon looked very, very, very good in the group stage. Like very scary. Gen G took a little bit of time to ramp up. You know, but they ended up looking very, very good themselves. This is actually a pretty even matchup across the board. Um, Canyon versus Peanut. I think you definitely give that edge to Canyon. Uh, the bot lane, Ruler and Layhands versus Deckdom and Keelan. Also very even. I probably slightly give the edge to Genji's bot lane. You also have Naguri versus uh, Doran. Like I said, it's pretty even between them, but I would probably have to get that edge to, you know, uh, Doran. I'm, I'm giving the edge to Naguri early on, but Doran a bit later as the game moves up. You also have Canyon uh, versus Chovy. Uh, sorry, Showmaker versus Chovy. What a crazy matchup right there. Uh, Showmaker and Chovy definitely having, you know, a really, really good world championship so far. Chovy definitely looking pretty strong. Not in his top tier form that a lot of people predicted, but definitely a player that, you know, in these best of fives, at least with Gen G, could probably definitely uh at least not not even just go even with Showmaker. We're talking like completely gap in. But I think there's a world you can see where Showmaker also uh single-handedly gaps Chovy as well. Showmaker definitely has played very well this tournament as well. Um I'm gonna say Gen G get out, actually. I think Gen G will be the better team as the series goes on. I do think this is gonna be a three-two. Also, oh, so I should, I should probably say my series predictions too. I'll go three, one, JDG. Uh, I'm gonna go three one for RNG. I'm gonna go three two, uh, for Gen G against Dam One, and then we have the last matchup, uh, DRX versus EDG. Is EDG and DRX gonna be probably what? This is a weird matchup, guys, because first of all. Both teams have shown, well, uh, I don't know what to say. DRX are a very, very uh, standard LCK team. EDG are a very aggressive early game team. I think early on for a lot of these games, if EDG do not close out games, if they get a lead, I think potentially DRX could also beat them. There's a world I could see where DRX beat EDG. The thing here is... Is EDG good enough to expose DRX's problems? DRX have issues, but is EDG the team to do that? Because that's the name of the game with a lot of these teams. A lot of these teams are very, very good. 
but it all depends on who's going to be the team to expose these teams to their weaknesses. Then these weaknesses will be very apparent going into the top four matches, uh, the top four matches, you know, uh, next week, actually. I'm going to have EDG winning this, but I do see a world where DRX wins, actually, because you go by uh, like Flandre versus Kingen. I think that's pretty even, all things considered right now. You have uh, JJ versus Piosik or the other, other guy that we're playing. I think it's about even, honestly. Like, these are pretty even matchups, all things considered. Uh, you also have uh, Zeka versus Scout. Zeka's had a really good tournament so far. He's definitely been popping out for his team. I think he can definitely go into Scout. Scout's no slouch either. I think Scout will definitely, you know, be able to uh, match up to Zeka as well. You also have, well, the bot lane matchup, Defton Barrel versus uh, Viper and uh, Mako. Another bot lane where Defton Barrel have definitely been picking it up too. So this, these are very even matchups. This is pretty close. I would say this is... 3-2 EG. This is probably going to be one of the two uh, best of fives we actually get that go the full distance. I think these are going to be three ones between JDG versus Rogue. RNG versus Team 1 are going to be three ones. Mm -hmm. I think these two are going to be the actual go the distance because this is very even across the board. I know people are going to say EG is so much better. It depends on how you look at the matchup holistically. It, it really depends because DRX could definitely match them in the early game. We've seen that. So, yeah, those are my pickums. For the top eight, I hope I'm right. Uh, am I going to be one of the guys picking Rogue? Uh, no, because I'm not actually a lunatic. But I do give credit to Rogue for playing good in week one. Okay. Uh, let's do you see. have the same ones? No, let's see. Um, okay, I'll say JD Gaiman beats Top Esports. They beat them twice in summer, so we'll go with that. Um, Rogue. Uh, no, Rogue. Top Esports. Anyway, <laughs> um, and then... Uh, I'm going to get you to admit it one day. The uh, next one, okay. Uh, this literally just depends on draft diff because, okay, despite what this uh, fanboy in the back there cleaning his room or texting on his phone says, uh, yeah, RNG has similar issues, but that being said, uh, I'd probably predict them to make it out, but the thing is, is they always draft like fucking shit when it matters. And if they do that against T1, then they're fucked. So um, this series will literally just depend on who drafts better, unlike the others, where it will mainly just depend on who plays better uh, this time around. Uh, so I'll say that if uh, RNG doesn't draft like apes, they get out 3-2. If they do, then T1 will get out 3-2 uh, or 3-1, and then uh, JDG will get out 3-1. Or 3-0 since Rogue. Uh, oh, oops, sorry. I mean, Top Esports is uh, pretty shit. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go with a... Uh, I was thinking of going to a damn one, up, damn one upset, but I'm not. I'll go 3-2 I'll go, uh, Genji. So, and then... Uh, and I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go with the longest of long shots and say uh, DRX three uh, O. DRX three O. Why do you hate EDG so much? Because EDG is a nothing team. Does nothing special besides relying on Viper. Slightly. Actual god. All right, let me go to my phone really quickly. Sorry, guys. I'm trying to get my friend to message me back. All right, so. And I think uh, we'll draft like shit as they did in groups, and Zeka will take advantage. 
Yep. All right. So those are the uh, quarterfinal predictions uh, for you guys. I definitely think that I, at least I laid out, hopefully, you know, I laid out my best possible explanations because these teams are very strong. Like despite all the issues that they may have, and they're not, not they don't even have a lot of issues per se. I think people over-exaggerate that. I think it's when you're facing off against players that are going to be able to match the players that you have, it's going to be basically, you know, those skill matches that a lot of people have been talking about. All right. So that's pretty much it. I have to wait for my friend. Uh, he's on his way right now. Cause we got to do another show actually. So yeah, we'll, I'll, I'll just be talking to you guys before my friend comes. Uh, there's going to be a lot of news uh, that's going to end up coming out from the channel. You know, I've told you guys before that I want to make sure I get that done for you guys. I'm going to be doing it where I'm going to be talking about three news topics in a video like I do on my main YouTube channel. So you're going to be getting all of that news in a pretty decent amount of videos. At most, it'll be about like, I think five, six videos covering three topics. But I think that's the best thing rather than giving you like five different 10, like six minute videos. I could just do them like all at once, essentially. Um, but that is pretty much it. We have a uh, Yankos that is going to be on my chopping block. So we're going to group. We have like one. So give, give me a second here because uh, I have everything on, on my list. So I'm going to start the news cycle for you guys um, at the beginning of where I left off at. So we have three of them. So we have one, two, three, four, five, six. That's two videos right there. Then, so wait, one, two, three, four, five, six. That's two videos, seven, eight, nine, three. And we have one right here. So if more information comes out, which we know more information will be coming out, then you'll be getting uh, potentially a fourth news video, actually. So yeah, but right now you're looking to be getting three news videos, all roughly about 10, 12 minutes, me going over all these like off-season changes beginning where I left off at. So, you know, where I left off at talking about the news, that is where I'm going to be talking about. Uh, because right now, people are like, is LEC Wulo trusted? Uh, yeah, I, I really don't see that guy uh, getting wrong, like, ever, honestly. I mean, people like LEC Wulo and, like, Jacob Wolf, whenever they announce something, it's pretty much 99.99% true. Just saying. Uh, I see. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Another thing that I'll also bring up is, like, the LCS is going to have some prior problems coming up. You know, there's going to be some LCS orgs. They're going to tell you guys some bullshit. You know, it's going to be orgs that are going to be like, yeah, we're going to build up NA talent and all this nonsense, guys. <laughs> no, no, guys. They could have been doing that for so long. It's just they're slashing their budgets, as most people have been talking about, and they're not – I mean, people always say this, but it's we'll never know until it actually happens um, about the whole importing thing. I think there will be less imports potentially coming into this offseason, but it just depends on how the teams look at it. I think the top four teams being, you know, EG, Cloud9, Team Liquid and 100 Thieves, I think it just depends on what they want to do, you know, uh, for 20, you know, 2023 uh, League of Legends season. You know, the LCS might be having, you know, some other viewership hurdles to get over because I if because I'll slightly touch on the whole like viewership days moving. Um, Personally, it would be better for me if the viewership days moved, actually, B 
because it's really hard for me in my life to get off days to go and watch the LCS games. Like even when we went as as much as we did, when we went when when we when we went to go watch the LCS games, it was really hard getting those Saturday days off. You know, like it's it's one of these things where I would be kind of happy with it because it would literally be the best thing for me in going to the LCS again, at least consistently. Now, we know that Valorant is going to be a big thing that Riot is going to be promoting. So if Valorant is going to be bringing in more viewers, then it makes sense to have them at the best time slots being Saturday and Sunday. It just is, you know? Now, remember, dude, you know how we talked about people being hypocritical, right? Remember how people say that LCS viewership is tanking, right? Or it's like stagnant, right? I don't think it's like tanking. I think it's just stagnant, right? You know what the real core issue of this is? The LCS might be making some changes to potentially increase the viewership, right? But then people are going to go, like, because people, I find it crazy how they literally want the LCS to fix the viewership problems, and they're attempting to do that, and they're still getting criticized. So I, I don't know how you feel about that, actually. What about you? Um, don't you find that weird? It's because Valorant and stuff would take away their views, I mean, uh, and it would be less co-streaming, I guess. Uh, but, I mean, well, it's just because people don't like change. They're always used to the weekend watching it. <laughs> send this to Chaz. Send this what, to Chaz. Send what to Chaz? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's like a rape face there, okay? Uh, oh, God. That's the uh, best player in the NBA of all time right there. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Anyway, um... So that's my, my thing, personally. It's like, people want the LCS to fix the mat to fix the viewership problem. So yeah, you move it to different days and you see if you can get more yes, viewers. People out of it. are have been used to watching it on the weekend. But it's not working anymore though, dude. I agree yes, with but you. People don't but... like change. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> and oh, it makes okay. them think that they're giving up on League of Legends because Valorant is more popular now and in North America. So mm-hmm. makes them think like they're gonna prioritize over that. So that's why they're giving them the weekend now. Makes them think that they're spitting League of Legends in the face. Yeah, it's one of these things, guys, where if you're criticizing the LCS's viewership, they're attempting to fix it. I mean, what would you rather have them do? Sit there and do nothing or just try and do something? You have to do something. Someone said, well, bring on better broadcast talent. They have increased. Guys, they increased the broad. The broadcast is fine now. The broadcast is legitimately fine now. That's not the issue. It's just the fact that they did it way too late. That's the problem. They they fix their broadcast way too late. Someone says hire different people. You could do that. You could do that, but that still didn't change shit. So it doesn't really matter, actually. You know, they brought on Raz. They brought on Emily. Very, very good. We've been doing a very, very good job, actually. You know, I just don't know, honestly. I, I think, you know, people want. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's, it's ridiculous. Maybe, maybe they can bring in Frost Garen. They'll fix it. Don't speak to me. Oh, my God. Um, it's one of these things where people want the LCS to fix their viewership and riot to do it. And when they try to potentially do it, cause this is right now just a rumor, then people are still getting angry. It's like, Oh, I can't watch the games. It's like, don't watch the VODs. I, I find it so crazy how people don't want to watch the VODs. Just watch the VODs. Yeah. It doesn't have the same experience watching live. Yeah, sure. But it's like, you're still watching the games, right? If you love the LCS that much, you'll watch the games. Like, come on, let's be really honest here, guys. If you really love the LCS that much and you enjoy watching the LCS, and I enjoy watching the LCS despite its, you know, big, big issues that it has, 
you'll simply just find a way to watch the games. You'll make time for it. Like, like let's be honest with ourselves here. You will find time for it. You know? So, uh, what else did you want to bring up about the L- L- LCS viewership? Do you, do you think they're actually going to switch the days? I think they are going to switch the days. That's what I personally, guys. Like, given the fact that the viewership numbers have been a really key, hot, pressed button for a lot of people to talk about, like, claiming that the LCS is going to end up dying and stuff like that, you gotta factor in. They're gonna end up fixing something, you know? Well, I would like... I would be fine with the, uh... With, um, having it on weekdays, just... Because what, what, what days uh, are they thinking about putting it? Wednesday, Thursday, right? Or is it Tuesday, uh, Wednesday? One of those two, but I would be... Just saying, I would be okay with... Like, we, they did that before with Monday Night League, and I thought it was... Remember, they people, switched it because people were bitching and moaning about it on and, Hot... And, and I really don't... League. I really do not understand why they're... I like the Monday Night League thing. I, I actually... I legitimately like, enjoyed like, it. Like, what was the issue with it? I don't understand. I, dude, I swear, I only heard people on yeah. Hotline League complaining about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. If you're, if you're a fan of Travis Gaffer, just, like, fucking... It just reenact Paul Walker's death or something. I don't know. This guy's going to go to hell. Oh, what's up, yeah, Chess? I, 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 I don't man. care. But uh, um, like I, I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, if they just make sure the time's different, obviously, if they have it on the same like kind of time stuff, like Monday two, nightly, did like well from a, from around like maybe three thirty to four up until like nine p.m. or something or ten p.m. Like that would be. Mm-hmm. I'd be cool with that, um, like Monday Night League with the, you know, having it at later times. But I, I don't want the same early times, like 11 a.m., 12 noon, 1 p.m. if they're going to have it on weekdays. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's one of these things where, like, if they put League on Wednesday, Thursday, guys, you got to factor that changes a lot about what we do. That means the show won't be Wednesday. We'd have to do it like, fuck, I don't know what day we could do it then. Because we already uh, have tons. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, Chaz, Ooh. I'd rather shoot myself than let fucking. Oh my God. <laughs> Tyler won. They'll. I mean, uh, Tyler won's possible. They did allow him to do some of their events. Uh, Double uh, if not. At all stars. No, he did the finals introduction. Remember? Yeah, the, yes, I know, good? but Jesus Christ. Like, Double if. He. Double if is a crazy person. Yeah, yeah, but himself. what year was that again? He did it. He did it earlier this year, and he did it in 2019, too. But, so that's the thing, guys. If the LCS switches the days, we'd also have to make some changes here. Because I, I would have to kind of reevaluate my schedule on, okay, when can I have the show then? Because if the games are Wednesday, Thursday, that means your show would have to be Saturday. It's, we already have a show Saturday. We have, and Sunday be probably the best time for it, you know? So I, I, I don't know. But we'll have to wait until that information um becomes more apparent when we get into the off season. There's gonna be a lot of change. The LCS is probably gonna look a whole lot different coming into this year. Um, uh, because these LCS teams are making some changes. Are they gonna go in on NA talent actually? Uh I I don't. I, I think they will. I think they will. Will they actually do it? Most likely not. Let's be honest here. They're probably gonna put in one or two NA players. The rest are probably gonna be those minor region import players because rumor there's a rumor also there's an, all these are rumors right now guys that riot is potentially going to be unlocking that import rule that is holding down the minor region teams 
They did that with uh, Australia going into 2021. That's why Australian players are not considered imports. They might be doing that exact same thing for players that are in Japan, Turkey, uh, you know, all the other little minor regions right there. So if that happens, I could see a lot of LCS teams trying out players like that, you know. But they want to build talent, which I don't really understand that actually myself. But yeah, uh, for teams like Cloud9, I think making one change is fine, actually. Just taking out Zen, I think, is the best option for them. I mean, Blabber also has not looked very good uh, this year either. I mean, I, I don't really know why they always hone in so much on Blabber. Because people say they win most of their games with him. Yeah, they also lose a lot of games with him too. So, got to be factoring that in as well. For 100 Thieves, because I know Chaz likes 100 Thieves. Uh, I, I truly don't know even now because I think someday might have to do that whole military service thing. So that I don't really know about. Because uh, uh, I, I know someone said they're probably, they don't think someday's going to be on the roster for 2023, you know? Wait, wait. Oh, I thought you said that players with NA residents are exempt. Sorry, there's a dog outside. Dog's going to fucking crap. I thought you said they're exempt from military service. That, that's what I thought. That, that's what I thought. But it depends. You know, Papa Smithy brought up the fact that his vision for 100 Thieves wasn't aligned with what the org wanted to do. So are 100 Thieves going budget? Are they going to be keeping someday? I think I'm going to be honest here. I think they keep someday. Honestly, I, I don't think there's a world where he leaves. You know, I think you just put different players around him that maybe enable him a lot more because he always seems to be their best player. Now, people said, what about that six-man roster? Well, this was – they got that other player when he was underperforming. Someday picked it up massively. Yeah, well, so, I mean, it, it was dumb not to at least give him a few games, but whatever. Yeah, it's like it, he made the right decision in that moment, but Someday also, like, really, really picked it up. Is just like, okay, okay, yeah, Someday. It, <laughs> dumb, but anyway, uh, yeah. For EG, what do you think they're going to do? Are they going to – Bring back Danny, or are they going to choose Kaori? Uh, they'll probably bring back Danny. You think? I, I think there's a world where I think Danny's done, and I think they, they just keep Kaori, honestly. I mean, it depends where it depends where his uh, mindset is at, because uh, Kaori had a lot of rough games. He did not play good. He just played good on certain champs, as I said, uh, at Worlds. So he's great, but... Danny is as good, if not better, and we haven't seen him really. I mean, both of them have issues, but, I mean, Danny's younger, so he could still fix some, like, his lane and stuff. He could still work it out. Uh, Kaori's kind of just, I don't know. Uh, it just depends what play style you want more and which one you think works better with Vulcan. But, uh, I mean, I think they'll keep Danny just... I, I think they'll have maybe like a, a bit of a tryout as well, but uh, I don't know. But I think they'll keep Danny. Uh, I think there's a world where, because you got to factor in, in, they've been through a lot with Kaori recently. Because that, that guy just stepped into like LCS finals weekend playing for them. You know, Danny had to go on his little mental health break. And then they play plans with Kaori, scrims group stages. Essentially, Kaori played a full LCS season, maybe even more games, you know, when he first started, because they went the full five games against 100 Thieves. They played, what out, like 
four games in the playing stage, the three against Mad Lions, then the five games, you know, in group stage. It's like this guy's pretty much played a full LCS season with the team already. So it just depends on what they want to do. Do they think Danny is mentally able to come back and play at a high level? Albeit he needs to really fix his laning phase. It is a very, very big issue. Uh, now, they, I think they did still lose faith in him during the season, but it just depends. Did he fix those issues? Was he even playing league in this time frame? Do things people got to factor in? Was he even practicing league? You know, where you have a fresh guy right here who you've been playing with for a little bit of time and you've spent a lot of time with him. Impact contract is up. We'll have to see where Impact goes. Impact costs a lot of money, but Impact to play in LCS, which we know he does, he'll most likely get paid a little bit less money if the teams are slashing their budgets. These are like ifs. Um, I, I think Inspired's contract is up, but it, it, they should try to really keep Inspired. He really played well for them. He was the he was one of the main reasons why they were winning this year. He's a big reason why. If they lose Inspired, I won't be so hyped on EG going into the season. I'm being honest, you guys. He was a really big deciding factor for them. Like they most likely don't even get that win against G2 without Inspired, to a certain extent. Vulcan, I think Vol, yeah, Vulcan just signed with them. I think this year, right? I think Vulcan will be there. Honestly, I think they'll keep him. It really just depends. Uh, oh, yeah, Jojo Peon. They're keeping Jojo Peon. I think he's going to stay with them for a little bit of time. I think he's their franchise player. Yeah, K4, I was thinking the same thing. Beerson to 100 Thieves because there's. Uh, it was also you know leaked that Beerson is going to be leaving potentially uh, Team Liquid. So where would Beerson go? I think Beerson's just a fucking hack. So, you know, that's just me personally. But apparently I'm wrong if I call oh. Beerson a hack. You know? Oh, hold on, Bjergs. What what did you say? Sorry, I said, I, I said Bjergsen's a hack. No, no, before that. Oh, I said there is the rumor that LEC Wulu put out that Bjergsen could be leaving Team Liquid, but he's fielding offers from LCS and LEC teams. Actually, no, because I was saying that uh, he's LEC teams want him right now. Uh, what? Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know, it's crazy how Warren's supporting SK Gaming. Is rumored that SK Gaming are trying to put together a super team that they're actually probably going to spend uh, some no, money. It could go to SK or XL. Those be the best options. Unironically, sadly, but because uh, he is a hack. But anyway, uh, but yeah. So then it was rumored that, uh, uh, as I said, uh, Bulu. That that was the tweet. Is I, you know, I said it that that was the EU player th- star quote-unquote, thinking of going back to LEC, and especially if uh, he yeah. gets replaced on Team Liquid by a... The, by a he Korean, gets replaced by Harry? Well, well, no, by a Korean... By, it's rumored a Korean import, and then they said that if that Korean import goes to uh, Team Liquid, then another one would, and then the rest of the players would be made up with, like, pro- prospects from their academy team, like their bot mm-hmm. lane, uh, with maybe keeping... Uh, with then keeping Santorin, I guess, and those uh, imports were rumored, I think, uh, the shy, and then that they would try to make an offer for some old Korean player like uh, Faker or something to like be a mentor. If they get the shy, uh, I'm saying right, right now, guys, the shy had some issues in the LPL, but don't get it twisted. In the LCS, he would be like the MVP. I guarantee he would beat the shit out of most people he would face. It wouldn't even be close. Well, because because uh, a lot of NA talks would just not pick apart his uh, him getting too aggressive and stuff, so he would just, like, destroy them on, like, when. And people to factor in, Bjergsen has always talked about how much he misses home 
a lot. So Beards yeah, having a chance to go back to the LEC. They, yeah, remember yeah. that video they did? They took uh, the three Danish players like him to like a fucking Danish bakery. <laughs> so there's a world where if there's a chance right now for Bjergsen to go back home, play where his family's at, he doesn't have to travel so much, play for a team that's in the LEC, and have a much better chance, just a tiny bit, at doing well internationally. Tiny bit, to get a little smidgen, but Bjergsen is such a fucking hack that I don't think it's possible. But yeah, guys. Uh, I'll be dropping some content for you guys. Channel of update video. Three news videos are coming. Uh, talking about all this off-season rumors and stuff like that. I can't wait for the World Championship to uh, kick off back again later on to today. If you guys are watching this video, if you guys are watching this stream, make sure you like it, comment, subscribe, do all that stuff. I'll make sure I'll be seeing you guys later. Goodbye. See you guys later.